Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, hey, guys, this, is, this isn't funny anymore. Seriously, you don't have to. I don't know what all the chanting's for, but you don't have to sacrifice me. I don't, could you, if you could just uh, untie me, this fire is getting really hot. <laughs> Thank you, my loyal followers. Now listen as I read you the gospel for the book of Rolling in the Geek. Hello, I'm Ken Brown, and you are now entering Riven, the Shattered Continent. Co-conspirators, please introduce yourselves. Um, hello, I'm Marcos Pissarro, I'm an Alacocra monk from the sanctuary of Hokkaido, and I am portrayed by Nick Simpson. And I am Trevor Ironjaw, forge cleric and renowned pottery maker, portrayed by Brad Konawa. Thanks team, and thank you for joining us. Pull up a chair and join our table for Rolling in the Geek. Hi, it's Ken, your Dungeon Master here, and on behalf of my co-conspirators, we humbly ask that if you are enjoying what you're hearing, to please rate and or review us on Apple Podcasts or whichever listening platform you prefer. It helps us get noticed, and it takes a village to raise a podcast. Thank you, and now back to Three Idiots Playing D&D. Last time on Rolling in the Geek. Trevor and Harkos debate with Elian and uncover his terrible decisions in relation to the mine and the people inside not dying. Eventually, it comes to blows, with Harkos and Trevor losing consciousness at varying points, but luckily they had halfling backup and were brought back by Jorik. After knocking Elian and company out, Jorik reveals the mine's true bounty, Dragon Rock which blocks and absorbs leyline magic and is used by the capital and varying other groups to shield vehicles and themselves from passing through the leylines. After this, Shadow shows up and reveals... Re- <sighs> After this, Shadow shows up and reveals herself to be Melia, who wishes to usurp Elian's power. And that is where we pick back up. Woo! Yay! Woo! So, yeah, it did. Uh, 
Shadow walks in. Boom. There's Melia. Out of nowhere, because no one guessed that. Yeah, ever. We totally didn't see that coming. Oh my gosh. Uh, and then... Gasp. Just, like always, says some badass shit. And here we are. Yeah, conveniently, her, like, superpower is to say something really cool, and then somehow the episode ends. Yeah. So we yeah. need to keep her from saying cool things. <laughs> yeah. I second that. Just end up having a 15-hour-long episode. Well, and then Melia said, no, 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 no. No, she didn't. I interrupted. Did I put uh, Marcus tape over her mouth? <laughs> Down her throat and into her tum-tum. She will never get it out because of the webbing. Um... I definitely 100%. I remember uh, one of the last things that happened is when she came in, I did the little sup. Yep. And she definitely, she supped me. And I was, uh, Harkos yep. was giddy because yep. he can communicate yep. with normal people. <laughs> he has advanced his social skills so far. As, especially as compared to when he first got there where it was just weird hoots and, and awkward speaks. Speaks? Speech? Whatever. Uh, so she walks in and says, anybody know a good lawyer? And here you are. What are you guys doing? Um, what, what do you recommend we do with them? Well, you, you, you don't know, do you? Don't know what? Well, that's, that's fair. You are new here, so... Uh, well, you see, Elian and I are, are married. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Elian's original last name was not Tinleaf. It was mine. But and... oh. my family was the one that owned the mine. So through our marriage, he was able to take ownership. So, if we have somebody that can annul that, then Elian doesn't have anything left to his name. Hmm. Hmm. And do we have recommendations? Uh, Harkos and I are not from around here. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, <laughs> there's part of me that wants to bullshit that I I know a monk who does that all the time. Let's go get him right now. That's really <laughs> manipulative of my uh, creative powers in Ken's world. Well, <laughs> he, he he'd let us do it. We'd get all the way there and be like, oh yeah, no, he died last week, and now we have no one. Cool. I'm glad we came all this way. <laughs> Meanwhile, our wanted posters are hanging in Iron's Edge. Well, I uh, there is a church here. And if we can convince the priest, then should be easy enough. Ah, huh. yeah, that sounds. Mm. You make it sound so well, simple. Let's try. <laughs> <laughs> well, priests are notoriously not easy to ma manipulate. So, it might be a little bit of a task for you. Well, there's no time like the present, I suppose, especially with the um, 
two unconscious problems that will not stay unconscious for long. <laughs> well, um, Jorik, would you be able to keep an eye on our friends while we go and see what we can figure out? That, I I swear to you, God I swear to God I just waited for for Jorik to respond. <laughs> See, and I, I I was about to make some comment about how it's it's real nice that Ken just talks to himself. And then I I felt I felt you waiting, and I was like, you're 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 Jorik, like that's you, that's you that yeah. needs to respond. That could that could stay in. Uh, oh, it's <clears> staying <throat> in. Uh, Oh man. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I can. Uh, uh, well, if they start to stir, I'll make sure to give them a good old swat on the back of the head. They'll they'll go back out real easy. Oh, that sounds quite fine then. Uh, make sure to hit Elian a little extra hard if you need to. Well, uh, the two of you should should we be off? Y yes. Okay. Uh, so do you two follow? Amelia Shadow out? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 100%. All right. Uh, so the you folks walk out, and there is uh, a little bit of a gathering outside of the uh, outside of the barracks. Uh, the, the folks that watched you drag Ansigar's seemingly lifeless body in there. And and, and now I'm dragging Elian while, while uh, Harkos drags Ansigar? <laughs> well... Are you guys taking him with? Because I thought you yeah. were leaving him there. Oh, no, we should take him. We should totally fucking take him. Oh, God. Well, I guess Jorik tags along then, because I I, I thought that you were leaving him there, so this is funnier. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I, I missed that. <laughs> I, I was too focused. No, this is funnier. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's canon, I, I guess. I also thought we were leaving him there, but yeah, sure. I'll drag, I'll drag douche Groot out of here. What? What? I don't know. He's tall to me. Um, that is, that is, that is the nickname for a character in a different campaign. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I want, I want to kind of sling Elian over my shoulder, like he's hogtied still. He right? That's how we did him too. Yeah, yeah. that's what you did. Yeah. So I want to like since he's a freaking halfling, isn't he? Oh no, he's, no, he's half an elf. He's half elf. Never mind. No, he's he's high elf. Damn. Never mind. So he's full size. I'll just drag him. That's fine. <laughs> his 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 very clean, pristine clothing gets very icky very quickly. Oh, good. Oh, that makes me feel so amazing. That's like a solid one d ten psychic damage for him. I'm cool. Cool. I didn't hear you roll it. Okay, you don't have to. I, I was gonna say you don't have to tell me what it is. Uh, I, I, why why I do you faith. why do you get to roll it? Uh, it's only two. Roll, roll, That's roll, an eight. Yeah, roll your imaginary damage, uh, which is what all psychic damage is, is imaginary. Imaginary. Uh, <laughs> ow, my brain. Uh, okay, so you you drag Elian and uh, Ansigar out from uh, out from the barracks. Uh, 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 I'm just cu I'm just curious how how poorly or how well this is being received. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's just do it this way. Can we, uh, can we use like, uh, anything? <laughs> uh, 
if you want to say something, then you can. No, no, nope, not saying nothing. <laughs> Mm-mm. Not unless something gets said to us, in which case I, I, well, you know, I'm sure one of us will reply. But yeah, I ain't saying shit otherwise. Uh, so you've got about a fifty-fifty split from what you can see. That there's some people that are like nodding their heads, and then, <laughs> um, but the the ones that don't look too happy about it are definitely the uh, more well-to-do looking folks. Well, of course. And uh, the the more well-to-do folks, and then there are a lot of, like, standard town guards that don't look particularly happy that you're dragging their employer who is hogtied. Eh, well, he brought it on himself. Um, well, you know, you don't really want to turn the town guard on us. That's, that's bad news bears. Because I mean, there's a whole subspecies of bears in this area that are the bad news bears. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, they're oh, they're nothing to be trifled with, my friend. I I I do not wish to turn the god, but you know, uh, he has it coming. All right. Uh, but at the moment, nobody looks like they are acting. Like that, nobody's really doing much of anything onward to the uh the priesty type all right person uh so harkos you'll recognize this building that this is where you rang the bell to alert the town of the attack on the that that fateful night that you stood against the horde of trapezoids yeah i <clears throat> uh, so that the building is quite large uh that it, it has to uh you know, seat most of the town because this is the only this is the only chapel uh and the only like uh, source of religion of any sort in this town is just the one the one chapel it definitely looks like they are not uh they are not particularly like faithful people but the the, the building itself is quite nice that it's uh it, it is it is pillared on the outside that there is an entryway that is lined with pillars that lead to a large set of double doors uh, that are adorned with a symbol. Uh, and if you want to, you could go ahead and roll a religion check to see if you can recognize what symbol it is. Oh, both of us? If you want to. Mm. Or you could just say I don't know. It's an 11, so I probably don't know. I have an 18. All right. Uh, it is not particularly difficult to figure out uh, that this is the symbol for Lathander. He is the god of life and light. Ooh. That he seems to be the patron deity of Iron's Edge. <clears throat> Convenient. Yep. Well, that's why the you know, chapel and accompanying tabernacle are, are associated with him. I. Uh, so the but their his symbol is blazoned on the doors and up on the bell tower but when you went to go and do your midnight ride then uh that was actually not uh, you couldn't see that because of because it was dark it just you couldn't see the symbol and uh oh i would so, also uh, i mean i'd be fine saying i didn't see it cuz i was 
not focused on which deity was on the building of which I had to ring a bell. I just wanted to ring said bell and save my feathers. <laughs> uh, you left a whole bunch behind. I, uh, you... No, I didn't. I came back and cleaned them up later <laughs> when I should have been up. sleeping. Nope, they're gone. I already picked them up when I should have been asleep. I sacrificed precious hit points to save my feathers. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, so you walk up to the double doors, and what do you do? Uh, open them. Okay. Rude. Uh, door slides open quite easily. It's just a, w- without even a creak, just glides right open. Uh, uh, you can see side. behind you that the crowd has followed you from the barracks over to here. They're well, not doing fun. anything, they're just there. Okay, well, when, when we go in, uh, shut the doors behind us. Okay. Uh, you know what? No, no, no. This this is a town thing. If we shut the doors, they'll think we're trying to hide something. Le- push these fuckers wide open. Okay. Uh, roll a perception check for me as you walk in. Oh, well, hey, I'm doing pretty good tonight. Uh, that is... Well, one of us should be. <laughs> That's a 21 total. <laughs> Mine's a 7. Okay. Oh. Uh... Okay, so uh, I, I guess this makes its own kind of sense. Uh, Trevor, you will notice that uh, as you're opening up the doors, that the opposite side of the doors do have a, uh, a barring system uh, so that the door can be locked from the inside. Oh, that's fun. Uh, inside is a temple of grandeur that there are murals that are painted all along the walls. Some of them are to do with, uh, like, the the local heroes, uh, if you want to put it that way. Uh, it's like the local legends, the, the folks that, you know, the, the town founders that they're writing the, uh, uh, you know, the, the writ of establishment for the Iron's Edge Colony, uh, and then the first person to go into the mine, and the first person to find iron, you know, it's, it's a lot of that kind of stuff. It's, it's it, the, the history of iron's edge is painted upon this temple. Uh, and then at the far end, you can see a large mural painted along the back wall of Lathander shining his light down upon the town of iron's edge and the stories around them. Uh, so that's the, that's the perspective that you could see is that way at the back, you've got this godly figure that is these rays of light are shining off of him and then pouring through the entirety. <clears throat> uh, on his chest, you can see a, it, it, what ends up being a stained glass window in the shape of his holy symbol uh, that light pours in through. <clears throat> And goes directly down onto the main altar that is towards the back. That it's a very, uh, uh, like, symbolic gesture that his light shines upon those who stand at the altar. Right. Uh, at the altar is a older gentleman in white and red robes uh, wearing a large holy symbol of Lathander with a staff and then there are a couple of assistants that are uh placing sacrifices on the altar to lathander uh being 
for the most part, it's it's sources of light that they're sacrificing. They have lit candles, uh, a lantern, and uh, they also have uh, an iron that has been forged into different shapes. Uh, so you have shapes or, you know, like kind of covering the, the gamut of what he covers. So, you know, there's like, uh, you know, symbol for fertility and, uh, and then his holy symbol and like that kind of stuff that's all being placed upon the altar as sacrifices. Uh, and at this moment, the, uh, after they set everything up there, as you guys are coming in, they're not paying much mind to you because the uh, the the elderly priest will step aside and then the light from that window shines down onto the altar and then you see the items that have been placed on there start to bubble and then melt down and absorb into the altar. And I huck Elian up there before it all finishes bubbling. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening as you were walking in. It is not a, <laughs> it is not a slow process, so you did not Aww. quite catch it in the act. Oh that would be man, horrible! Absolutely <laughs> horrible. Uh, and after, <laughs> I also feel like it would be a horrible idea. That's probably a really good thing that's happening. <laughs> uh, and then the priest will, uh, will say to basically he puts his arms out and he looks up to the heavens and he says thank you Lathander you have accepted our humble offerings and sacrifices to your glory and then we'll bow his head in reverence um, and then he looks up and he sees you hello <laughs> <laughs> Harkos always has such a great way of greeting to, to, to folks that he meets for Hello I I'm a bird. <laughs> he's awkward, he doesn't ha um hi I figure I should right. open with business because well it's not very polite, and I'm afraid of everyone. Uh so it, you say hi to him and he, he looks quizzically at you and he looks at the two assistants that are on either side of the altar and he uh, points his staff to the two of them and they bow and walk backwards until they get about 15 feet away from the altar and then they'll do a full turn and walk out of the uh, out, out of a side door. Sweet. Uh, Harkos. Yes. I'm going to leave I'm going to leave this up to the D20. Oh god. Oh boy. <laughs> so do you want do you want up or down? Um down. It's a weird okay. way to say that. I I there's a reason I'm saying this. Oh no. Oh boy. Oh no. Oh no. Uh basically it was yeah, I gave you uh a 5 to 5 chance. Uh so 1 through 5 was 1 through 5 was good and then everything else is bad. <clears throat> Um, so I, I'm sorry, but it's just that it's, it's just the way it is. Uh -huh. Some things will never change. Uh-huh. Uh, give it to me. So he, he waves these two off and they walk away. And as soon as the door closes, he looks at, at you specifically, Harkos. And he says, 
beast. Be gone from this holy temple. Excuse me? Well, that's not very kind. <laughs> I... I was not intending to be kind. I am telling you to leave this holy place. You do not belong here. I this... beg to differ. I, I was raised in a place not too different from here. It's very rude of you to just... Everyone in this town seems to think they know me before they even know me. And I, I don't know any of you, but I, I'm not quite as feral as you want me to be. And you know what? I've had a really long day, so I'd appreciate it if you do not kick me out and you listen to what we have to say. Ooh. And if it wasn't for the heroics that he has shown over the last few days, you would be overran with kobolds right now. Trapezoids. No thanks to these two that we drag along with us. And, and, and it's at that moment that he actually realizes, oh, the both of you are beasts. Look what you have done to these fine men. The one does not follow the, the god of, of life and light, Lathander, but... Is God is a good God as well. What have you done? He is a coward. You are a coward for taking him down like this. Look at his mm. state. He would have left many of us to die in the mines. While he tells a tale of his heroics and how he was unable to save anyone. Sadly, for him, he wasn't able to save himself. Yes. Elian did speak of this plan to me, and I thought that it was for the best. If we seal of off the mine, no more did. of these creatures can come through. With people in it. If need be. As you can mm. see, sacrifices are needed sometimes for yeah. the greater good. And they're burrowing. For the greater good. Under the town, which is where we encountered them at. Which means you can seal the mine... But they still dig, which means eventually they will still come back, mine-sealed or not, and you would have killed many of us for no reason. And they're using rituals to siphon leyline magic beneath your town, which is causing your earthquakes, presumably. Gosh. The nearest ley lines are miles from here. There's no way that they could be underneath our feet. You spinned falsehoods in this holy temple. Oh, I'm going to light it on fire. You do know that Lathander is a good god. Lathander is a good god. All right, correction. Uh, I'm going to light him on fire. Is that better? (laughs) (laughs) Is is, is this better? Because this is... (laughs) After these many days, Trevor's about done with people's shit right now. (laughs) If, If you are so confident... And where the other ley lines are, then surely you would have no problem in going down to check for yourself. Oh, my place is here. I yeah, shepherd my flock. I do not dive into the wolves' den to fight them back. That is what the likes of you are made for. And you are obviously not doing your jobs if they are attacking the town. Guards. Is there is there none of you that would defend your mayor and the holy champion of Torm? You watched us fight off the kobolds. I'm turning to the people. You watched they're, us. They're all kind of like weirdly crowded around the double doors. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm turning as I say this. You watched us defend you all as they attacked us the first night. While there were no guards placed at the 
entrance to the mine, even though they knew attacks could happen. It seems poor planning on the leadership of the town in general. We, along with a few others, were sent into the mine to protect you all from future threats. And we have stopped at least what we could at the moment, no thanks to Ansaga. And when we come back up, we find out that this traitor here is trying to also sacrifice us or whatever you want to say in the mines. I ha- I do not serve cowards. I am not exactly the bravest myself, but I will tell you, we stood toe-to-toe with the threat below. That Harkos. Harkos and <laughs> Harkos and I, along with Selena and Puffles, and... Here's some snickering from the audience when you say Puffles. <laughs> uh, oh, crap. What's, <laughs> what's Shadow's name? Oh, he lost it! Oh, he was on a roll! I was, and then I totally name-flubbed. <laughs> well, what's her name? What's her regular name? Melia. 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 Uh, why Melia didn't... Okay, anyways. <laughs> and and Melia, the the wife of the mayor, is braver than he is. She came down and stood toe-to-toe with this menace. And yet here we are, being uh, ridiculed by someone who claims to be a, a, a priest... You you know nothing. Your God is is just and good, and you serve him wrongfully. Ooh. Alright, roll uh roll a per, uh a persuasion check for me. And this is where my roll's gonna be shit, watch. <laughs> Go ahead and do with it with advantage. That was that was well, solid. That was that's a solid looking good because that was a six. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, big money, no whammies. That's a 14. <laughs> okay. It's better. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do two different rolls here. I'm going to do the first one is the town folk. And the second one is going to be for the guards. So, first roll. That is a natural 20. I think that they are very well persuaded by you. Uh, so you can see already that there's like as you're going through your speech, like there's a whole bunch of the the townsfolk that are starting to like nod their head in agreement. Uh, All right. Now, <clears throat> so now I'm gonna roll for the guards. Ooh. Okay. So I would say it's not all the guards. Uh, that are agreeing with you. There are some that probably the uh, probably the the ones who either are from town, uh, or you know maybe some of the the new folks that are still kind of like getting to know things that they're a little more uh, they're they're less receptive. Uh, but I would say that some of the more veteran folks are are. More in more it are more in agreement. They they can see the uh, the the kind of hypocrisy that so, is being said. Uh, but 
very quickly, you can see that these groups are starting to separate and that the guards are actually, the, the ones that are not hearing you out are starting to move. So, okay. We need Phil. So, so I'm, I, I, so this is very noticeable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I would think that at this point that it's starting to get a little bit like, you know, it's like rubber, 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 rubber. Okay. Like so the, I'm, that kind of thing. I'm, I'm going to look at that group specifically and I'm going to say, fine. I understand if you do not believe our woods, we are, we are new here. Would you not believe Jorik? He was there. He witnessed what was happening. He witnessed Elian saying to seal us all in the mines. Would you take his word? Or do you not trust him either? Huh. Thank, thanks, for, thanks for throwing me in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he kind of nervously takes a couple of steps. Huh? Some of you have have been here for a long time and and you've prospered under Elian's leadership but it's it's been under false pretenses that the prophets have not been shared equally and ah uh, oh jeez um <laughs> yeah he looks back at you you really put me on the spot here guy uh I'm, I'm gonna put my hand on his shoulder but Oh, well, I don't know if that's helpful or not. Uh, <laughs> very big hand, it makes me look smaller. <laughs> uh, but really what I'm trying to get at is that no matter what, Elian was more than willing to turn his back on people that were trying to defend the town. And I truly think that it is time for a change in leadership. And I think that that... Uh, he he just needs to get out. And anybody who is willing to sacrifice people so meaninglessly, I don't know if that's a word, but it it makes sense in the context. And anyone who's willing to do that is not worthy of of being a mayor or or even a butcher shop owner. And then there's a guy who's a butcher out there. He's like, hey, <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry, Jeffrey. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it against you. Jeff, like, Jeffrey you're, the butcher. You're you're an okay guy. Uh I'm just using your job as a ah crap. Um back to you. <laughs> uh so we're gonna we're gonna do one more roll. Okay. And uh go ahead and roll a pers or uh persuasion. I'm going to have Brad. Yeah, you're the one that's more active here. Uh, I'm going to have you roll Jorik's persuasion. Okay. Uh, and he has a plus six to persuasion. Ooh. So go ahead and roll that, and then I will roll for the rest of the guard. That's a 16. 16 total? Yeah. I rolled a 10. Okay. Uh, so... Jorik does his little speech and uh, then he looks back at you and then you hear some rustling and a group of guards uh, seven of them push forward through the crowd 
grab a hold of the doors, pull them closed, and then shut it tight, locking them inside with you. Wonderful. And now, my dear friends, roll it's time initiative. to roll for initiative. I'm just going to nope right away from this encounter. How's, how's that? <laughs> That's a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, mine is a dirty 22. Dirty 20 as well, a, or a dirty 22? A dirty 10 plus 12. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is actually a dirty 18 plus 4. Um, but I just I, I decided to make math easier, even though I made it more complicated. Because I don't have a plus 12 to initiative. That's for damn sure. Okay, uh, so, Harkos, you have first initiative. Okay. I'd say you're probably... I, I don't think that you're too far away. I think that you guys were kind of shouting at the at the priest that you hadn't really made it up that way. Yeah, uh, yeah so, we definitely didn't go too far in the door. Uh, so I think that there's probably... I, I would say 15 feet between uh, this group of guards and you. Oh God, Trevor! Do we just do we just start fucking taking out guards? Like, is that yeah? Is that who yeah, we are fuck now? It. Fuck me! Hey, they made their choice. I mean, you're not okay. Um, <laughs> I told you at this point, with all the shit that's happened over the last like few days, Trevor's done with people's shit. Okay, <laughs> I am going to. I'm- I am hardening you guys up very quickly. <laughs> you definitely are. You've like you've definitely thrown him into middle age, pissed off dude. Gonna harden my heart. I'm gonna oh, swallow my fear. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm doing the Harko special uh, to the first guard I come up to. So, um, that is a twenty-one to hit. Okay. <laughs> yep. Nice. Are you are are you doing like a full charge at the group, like and just tagging one? I mean, or... I don't. I can't. It's not like I can. Uh, hey, you on the left, get farther away from your friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I'm gonna go for. I'm not gonna like charge up and attack the guy in the middle, so I'm a, so I'm surrounded. But I mean, I don't. I highly doubt they're going to segregate as they go to fight because they know they have the numbers, but yeah, I'm just, I'm going up and I'm, I'm smacking somebody in the face with my spear. Okay. And, uh, so I need to roll the damages and that is eight piercing damage. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay. And then I'm going to do... Um, maybe don't go back there. Maybe go down the fucking tower. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dirty 20 to hit. Uh, that hits. Okay, and then this. This for your uh, your this, your martial arts, right? Yes. This is okay. this is my my singular smack to the face. Now, the question right away is, are you going for lethal? Uh, if you're Trevor is. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor is fucking over it. <laughs> no. He's he's done. Harkos is not because Harkos isn't going to be the monster that everyone thinks he is. That boy. Okay. I'll do yeah. it for you. You can do it for <laughs> me, but what's going through Harkos's head is he has to prove, like, everybody keeps, uh, well, not everybody, but most people are looking at him as a beast and feral and awful just because he's a fucking owl, which owls right. are terrifying. I agree. I would be very scared of an owl if it came towards me in real life. This is not real life. <laughs> Especially if, a giant one. If Harkos but, but, came near me, I would Harkos probably give him a adorable. hug. And Harkos has done, <laughs> Harkos has committed no crimes. And he's adorable. Ooh. That's... Oh, that was the wrong die. I got excited. I rolled a d6. <laughs> it's a d4. I was so happy. That was that was maximum damage on a d6, but uh, I do a d4 of damage. That is not maximum damage on a d4. It's uh, That's five. Uh, that's five? Yeah, slashing as well. Okay. So. He looks fucked up. Like you, you hit him fucking hard. So in in doing that, Harkos. So uh, as per usual, I'm going to uh, like double hand attack with the spear, and then I'm going to do a kick. But I want it to come like across his chest with uh, with my foot and just like claw across there. And I'm going to come back down. Uh, like I'm going to I'm going to almost like superhero land, but the ninja version and um, <laughs> the monk version and. I'm going to do a slow rise and look at the other guards. We do not wish to fight with you, but if you're going to stand against us, we will take you down one by one. Uh, all right, Trevor, it is your turn. So, first off, I'm going to uh, let Ilian go, so he hopefully half thuds on the floor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
And then I'm going to okay. draw my hammer. And just for vision sake here, like for flavor, can I like proc my green flame blade now so it like, you know, works its way up my hammer? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's what I'm doing. And he's going he's going to say uh and he's going to walk. I'm not running. Uh He's going to say, if you so choose to go against us, then so be it. But at this point, I've realized that knocking sense into most that have gone this way is out of the question. So, take Harkos's words kindly, because he's going to be much nicer than I am. And I'm going to smack one of them. Oh shit, this guy has fire powers. He likes to lie about them. No, he doesn't have them, I swear. That's what he sounds like when he lies. Make make your attack roll. No, genuinely, what Harkos would probably say, well, Brad, you that, talk. That is a 15. 15 to hit? Yes. Uh, that does hit. All right. That, that, that just hits. Well, just hits. Trevor says what he said. Harkos is actually probably going to like glance over his shoulder at Trevor and go, Trevor, because this is this is like I know we've both been going through the same shit, but this is definitely the first time outside of monsters that Harkos has probably seen Trevor lose his shit like this, and it yeah. makes sense. I'm not saying you're wrong in any way, but Harkos is definitely going to be kind of taken aback. And, and he's and, and like the if if you look at him, I would say he's super focused, like tunnel visioned right now. Oh, yeah, I, I 100% wasn't saying that to try and get you to calm down. That was just like Harkos being like, oh, fuck. Trevor's <laughs> about to kill people. Everyone run away. <laughs> Shit. So damage to the first guy is 10 points of damage. I'm guessing that you're uh, you're going after a fresh one, not the one that yeah. Harkos. Yeah, I'll, I'll take, okay. if he went left side, I'll go right side. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. We'll start working our way towards the middle. So the left side will all be knocked out, and the right side will all be dead. (laughs) Okay, you Uh, you said ten damage. Ten damage to the first one, and then it jumps. the The other one jumps with my spellcasting modifier, which I just had, and then my program decided to go screwy on me, which is four. Okay, you have amazing Uh, face in my almost dead state. You smack into the into the one, and it it makes him reel back a little bit, and then that flame arcs off of your off of your hammer and smashes into the other one. Oh shit! He does have fire powers. <laughs> uh, so it is eyes. It is it is Jorik's turn. Uh, and uh, go ahead and roll uh roll uh perception checks, the two of you. Nope. That's uh, it. Wow, where's my perception? There it's it is. A, it's a ten. Twenty-one again. It's a ten from Marcos. All right. I, 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 again, I don't think that this is difficult to see. So both of you definitely do. Uh, Jorik looks different in here. That there is. Excuse me. Like his his armor is it is like glinting with every little light that that goes across it. And his sword has a gold glow to the blade. So uh, he's a true 
servant of Lithander. He's he's uh, uh, he's yeah yeah uh, we can call it that if you you know want to perceive it that way. He's a holy avenger. I think I think that would be where. Well, okay. So Trevor sees it, but I don't, he's he's obviously not in the right state of mind. But were this other circumstance, I think that's where he would go because that's exactly where I went. So, all right. Uh, so it is it is Jorik's turn, uh, and he runs right into the middle, and uh, he starts attacking the the like the middle one. Little brave boy. No, D twenty. How dare you abandon me at a time like this? No. <laughs> okay, so that is a 17 total, so that will hit. Fear not, citizens. I am here. And, okay, so... I uh, So... He, do, he does a total of 18 damage. Damn! Um... He Jesus. charges up and whacks right into the guy's chest with the flat of his blade Aww. and knocks it, it knocks the guy back into the door who slumps down into a crumpled heap. He looks over at you. Ah, I understand how you feel, but I will not kill people in this holy place. And Trevor, I respectfully ask that you don't shed blood here either. Uh, <laughs> damn it! Character decisions are hard. <laughs> uh, okay. Can roll against me, please. All right. Just on the die roll. That is that is a twenty. Well, that's cool. I got a two. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Trevor wait, murders no. Jorick. No. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Oh! No. So that the whole swing happened, and he hit him, and like I said, Trevor was definitely tunnel visioned, but I will. That brings him out of it, like a noticeable snap out of it, and he kind of shakes and. I, I I apologize. I've I've let anger get the best of me. It's okay. We all see red sometimes, but we have to know what's right and wrong. Otherwise, then we end up just as bad as the ones that we're trying to get out of their positions. Yes, yes, definitely. I will, I will, I will, I will hold back. So he uh, takes one of his tiny little fists and he, like, beats it against his chest. He's like, that's why I've been the, the captain of the guard for so long. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, all right, and that takes it to the guards' turns. So, and actually, there is an even number now. So, two of them are going to be on each of you. So, we'll do Harkos first. That's not. Uh, that is an eleven total. That doesn't hit me. And that is a uh, 19. That hits me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he hits you for six damage. 
that he pulls out just a, a, a short sword and slices at you. Harkos goes down. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, and you just popped me out of the hole seeing red thing. <laughs> 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 ah! Trevor's going to go ahead and break into his innate barbarian level officially now. <laughs> I, I will not be surprised if it happens at some point that you take an official level. Uh, it may happen. I'm, he might be multi-class bar- barbaric. <laughs> Clairbarian. I like Clairbarian. Yeah, Clairbarian sounds a lot better. <laughs> uh, okay, so the second one sees you go down, and uh, he's going to go and try to attack Jorik. So that is a 12. That does not hit. The next one is a 12. Again, that does not hit. And that is a 15, which does not hit. Uh, so they're just dinking off of his armor as they're trying to land strikes on him. Uh, but his his way over-armored body absorbs all the blows. Uh, and now we have the two on Trevor. That is a 12 again. Apparently this die likes, likes an 8. Hey, I'm okay with this. And that's a 13. Hey, both of them missed. So, one hit and it knocks fucking Harkos out. Are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither okay. one of us had squat for health. Yeah. Yeah, short rests are, are cool things to have. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, we've had uh, we got shit to do. <laughs> you put us here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it is Melia's turn, and uh, Trevor, uh, not Trevor, Harkos, high or low? Uh, hi. Okay. Uh, so. To Melia, the best thing to do would be to uh, try to clear out these guys rather than try to help you because she can't help you if everybody gets killed. So she is going to run up and uh, she, she'll she she'll run up and she will kind of try to interpose herself between you and the, uh, the, the guards that were there just to keep you protected as much as possible and she's going to make an attack against the one that you already hit and that is a 20 a dirty 20 so that will hit and unfortunately she is not getting sneak attack so she does not hit very hard but she does seven damage uh so she does she uh as your as the light fades from your eyes as you go into unconsciousness you see the beautiful, long, curly, dark locks of of Melia's hair as she whooshes in and then drives her sword straight into this guard's chest. <laughs> so as <laughs> as Harkos goes to sleep, you're just... Oh, sup? <laughs> Harkos still and doesn't she... know what that means, so it's, it's, a, it's, an, <laughs> it's, it's an every-use word, so... She she drives her sword into his chest and and Trevor looks at at, uh, at Jorik like the fuck. Uh, she then boots him off of the end of her off the end of her blade, and she looks over at Jorik. She's I didn't hit anything vital. 
He just may not be able to breathe that well tomorrow. Or for the next few years. And then she, like, tosses her hair out of her face and, and readies herself against the next one. Uh, Harkos, it is your turn. Yep. Roll a death saving throw for me, please. Uh, 13. That is a success. So one success. Uh, Trevor, it is your turn. So this time I'm going to strike the guy that the jump went to. Okay. So to, to jump it to the other guy that already has a big chunk of damage on him. Okay. Now, I can still call this as not trying to kill them. Yeah, yeah. You just have to say that it's, uh, you know, that you're going for non-lethal. Okay, well, I'm... That's that's how I see it. Again, I don't care if there's a ruling on it. That's how I roll. So, okay. uh-huh. That's how I roll in the geek. God damn it. So, I will attempt to not murder them, I suppose. Um... <laughs> he sounds so upset. <laughs> I am upset. <laughs> I want to murder them. <laughs> this, is, this is Brad's inner murder hobo coming out. <laughs> Not really, because I can never murder hobo, but these guys are pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> okay, Make so, your attack. Yeah, so I'm going after him. 17. That hits. And, ooh, that's 10 on the die, plus my 3. 4. Okay. 4, because it's the my weapon enchant, so... And uh, then 14 you... points of damage, and then the jump is four points of damage. Okay. Uh, so, Trevor, you get this, the, the same feeling as you felt when you've seen your flame being Ooh. as you strike into this one, and he crumples right away. And then you look over as the flame arcs off of the end of your hammer into the other one. And he his eyes just roll into the back of his head and he collapses to his knees and falls forward. Well, like flex at the other two that are left standing. <laughs> There's three that are left standing. Three left standing. I don't fucking care. Weird However flex, many. but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, it is now Jorik's turn, and he is going to make an attack on... <laughs> Melia stabbed the one and, and said, it missed anything vital, you know, he might have trouble breathing. <laughs> I should go, mine may also have trouble breathing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jorik, uh, he... Which one does he... Which one does he attack... Uh, I think he uh, so he's going to focus on the one that is closest to Harkos. Uh, he's trying to eliminate the immediate threats to him. Oh, and that's a nineteen on the die, so that's going to hit. Uh, and so he will do. Damn. Okay. Uh, all right. So Jorik will look to that one and do this like cool spin move and slam the the uh, pommel of the sword into the guy's chest and knocks him back into a pillar and he crumples to the ground and he's ah, I'm two for two 
All right. Uh, and now there are two left, and it is their turn. Ooh. One gets a 19 on the die to hit Jorik, and that will hit him. And then the other one gets a 17 on the die, and that will hit him as well. Damn. That's all right. They can keep hitting him, as long as they don't hit me. <laughs> Ew. Damn. Not if Ken's making those noises. They can't hit Jorik ever again. <laughs> Look, I don't want Jory to go down, but he is in his god's temple, and I was attempting to murder people. So if he goes down, I can go ahead and finish that. Wow. Uh, so they deal a combined <laughs> total of 14 damage to, uh, to Jorik, and he looks pretty winded after that. Youch. There you go, Brad. Good job. <laughs> hey, hey. Nope. Oh. Nope, you did that. No, I didn't. 100% on you. Okay, uh, so Melia's turn is next. Uh, and she is going to make an attack on one of the ones next to Jorik. And now she will get her sneak attack because she is flanking. Ooh, damn, nice. Uh, it's an 18 on the die, so that'll hit. And she does... All right, so, uh, Melia, you, Trevor, you could see Melia sneak up behind this guy as he's getting ready to, like, square off against Jorik, and all of a sudden he goes, Ugh! and you see, uh, the point of her short sword come through his side, through the front of his armor, Ooh. and then she pulls it out and throws him back and says, again, nothing vital, it's just gonna <laughs> hurt. And that takes it back to Harkos. <laughs> that's a 19 on the die, so that's two. Oh, all right. So two two successes. All right. And Trevor, you've got one left. Yeah, smacking him. Oh, and uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and tell... Uh, Kingsley to assist on this one since oh yeah you've been forgetting been, poor Kingsley he's just been he's just fucking off in here he's been sitting up in the rafters like you know he could use me <laughs> I would be helpful that is an eleven he's been checking and out Quasimodo that, up there Quasimodo <laughs> and that's an eighteen okay the eighteen hits well, there's only one guy left yeah yep. And that is 10 points of damage. Okay. 10 points of damage. Uh, okay, so Jorik can see that the tide is turning, and he uh, looks over to Harkos, and he says, Ah, uh, uh, well, I don't got much of this, but I uh, hope, hope this will help. And he begins to, to cast a spell. And he will heal Harkos for 11 points. Woo! Damn! Harkos jumps back up like someone just put an adrenaline shot right to his heart. <gasps> ah! <laughs> Who? Uh, and that will make it the guard's turn. And... Uh, 
Uh, so the the guard, I'm gonna roll to see if he goes after who he goes after. So I'm gonna roll a d6. A one or two is Melia. Can I can I a- influence this a little bit? And when I see Jorik go to cast the spell, look at the guard and be like, "Who do you really want to hit you right now?" Uh, n- none of you. Uh, a one and two <laughs> is Melia. A three and four is uh, Jorik, and then a five or six is Trevor. And that is a six, so he's going right. to go after you. And that is a 19 on the die. That definitely hits. All right. So that will do five damage. Well, I am not down. All right. So he cuts into you a little bit. Scratches up your armor. (laughs) Uh, And now that makes it Melia's turn. And she... (laughs) So it hits me, and then I say, wrong choice. Uh, and she rolled a five, so she misses. Uh, <laughs> that she she walks behind him with swagger and then tries to stab, and it just dinks into his armor. It goes, <laughs> whoopsie. Uh, <laughs> so, Harkos, you were up with 11. What do you do? Um... I go I go after that uh, that last guy, because okay, uh, and uh, I'm just gonna. So he just he just tried to hit Trevor, right? He did. Yeah, he he yes. sunk he sunk a pretty solid one into me. So I'm I'm going to because uh, this has happened many many times before. I'm gonna come up uh, and just come charging at the guy and go. I don't understand why every fight I get in, I have to make this statement. But Trevor is for me to beat on verbally and physically. No one else! <laughs> That's a fucking 19 on the die. Plus <laughs> that my did. six for the spear. Hey, That's definitely going to hit. <laughs> and that... Fuck, that's the wrong die again. <laughs> oh, come on! I can't grab the right shit. Okay, well, e- either way, it was the same goddamn number. I rolled a 12 and an 8. Uh, a, a d12 and a d8, and I got 5 either way. So 5 and 4, so <laughs> 9 uh, piercing. Okay. Uh, so, with a flutter of wings, the, the guard looks over and tries to block your blow, but you pass the spear right through and, and jab into him. Are you? Uh, you're, but you're not going for a kill shot. So how do you? How do you finish him off then? Because you're, you're knocking him out. Um. So, all you have to all you have to say is he'll have trouble breathing tomorrow, and Ken will take. No, so 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 here's here's the thing. I don't think that uh, Harkos is like knowledgeable enough to to do a thing. So I would almost. If if I was going to actually stab him, I would almost tell Ken, be like, "I'm going to need you to roll it to see if he dies or not." But I th- I think what what would happen because Harkos is going for non lethalness, um, and he's charging at this guy. I think I would actually come at him with the the blunt side, uh, uh, almost like how uh, Ilian smacked with the the smacked with his sword instead of stabbed. Uh, you mean Jorik? Jorik yeah, did I the said, pommel I said thing. Ilya, yeah. Didn't I? yeah, I like how Jorik did his thing. Um, Harkos 
would kind of do the same way, except I'm not just going to smack him with the side of the spear like a bow staff. I, I think as he's flying, he would have just flipped it around and hit him with the bottom of the spear to try and, like, basically just knock him rather than stab him with the spear. Because I don't think Harkos, when he's trying to protect his uh, ability to be the only one to beat on Trevor and in the heat of this moment would be knowledgeable enough to not hit something vital. Mm. I'm not as good as everybody else, so... I would just kind of hit him in the... Because you said he turned around to, to, to... When he saw me yelling and saw me coming and stuff. Like, I like to think of it in a slow motion yeah. thing that you, you like, flapped over to him. And he slowly turned and realized and, like, tried to bring his sword around to block. And then you... So I, I would go just, like, to hit him in the center of the chest and basically just knock him back. All right. So you hit him and he stumbles over... The, the unconscious body of one of his fellows and uh, and falls backwards and lands on the ground with a thunk and and passes out. Yay! And that was the last one. Now we kill the priest. Yes. And now, <laughs> this is what happens. So you hear a noise. And you, you can hear the source of it after a moment that especially as the the metal rod that was the bar for the door superheats until puffles. it glows red Ruh-roh. and then fuses to the the iron pieces that it's sitting into oh not puffles and you hear uh, I guess it is time to shed the disguise. Oh and boy. you look towards the altar and the white and red robes of the man you were speaking to, the priest, turn black. Oh boy. And the face shapes and changes. And there's, you can see a human man with deep sunken eyes all of, he all of a sudden shifts into that and he says if you are here and you've done this then it means that my compatriot down in the mines must have failed and that is where we will call it oh my for gosh. tonight you, you, uh. every you know, week, it's not easy on every, my side every, either. Every it, week, every week, you find like the a, a, a spot that's just worse than the last one to leave me hanging on. <laughs> it's like a special skill. Proficient uh, we've been in doing DM this, dickery. We've been doing this for a while. I've learned how to push your guys' buttons pretty well. Uh in a metaphysical and physical sense. So Jokes on it, you, I got an operation scheduled next week to get my buttons removed, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, well thank you everyone for joining us at our table and continuing to support and listen to the bullshittery that we throw out on the Rolling in the Geek podcast. So, Brad, my dear friend, who I never do terrible things to in-game, yeah. <laughs> where can our fine listeners get in touch with us? 
I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm done now. I'm done. Oh. Throwing in the t- I'm strike. I'm going on. I'm going on strike right now. You that's, that's can happening. find us on. <laughs> Just immediately be like, all right, cool. Brad's gone. Less turns per round. Boom. Done. <laughs> it's just a Harkos adventure now. Right? I'm very afraid all of the time. <laughs> you can uh, find us at our website at ritgeekpodcast.com. Go ahead and drop us a subscribe if you'd like to keep up to date on everything or on any of your favorite uh, listening platforms. Other than that, we're also on Twitter at Roll in the Geek. That's R O L L I N T H E G E E K. If you've got any questions or comments, you can always uh, hashtag us at hashtag RitGeek. That's R I T Geek. Thank you very much, Brad. And Nick. Today. Hi. This evening, yes, you are the sound. Let's return to a classic. You're the sound warlock. Hey, you are the sound celestial warlock. Oh, you have seen firsthand the light of creation. Audacity. (laughs) And have come through that light to the other side, bearing glorious holy gifts of sound effects and beautiful ambiance. Can you please give us something bright to go out on? Yeah. Uh, also, I'd like to say, I don't know what podcast you've been listening to, uh, but that's not the things that I do. Um, <laughs> I just I just find some, some, some stuff on the internet and I, I throw it together. And then I'm like, hey, thanks, Internet. And then I put it out for people. And the people go, huh. And then they wait a week. That's, <laughs> and then they wait a week. <laughs> that's, that's what my job is. Um, so as we are still in the lovely, uh, we're getting ever closer to Christmas. But we still are in Christmas, which means I still get to indulge in Christmas music. And I was talking to the guys before we started recording. And I realized only now at episode 13... That I've been extremely uh, selfish most of the time in in writing these songs. And whenever they're about uh, the characters, there have been a couple that I've included Trevor in, but it's always been like Trevor and Harkos. I've never done like just a song for Trevor. I've done songs for Harkos. I've done songs to your dice, from your dice, about D&D in general. I have never done a song specifically for Trevor. So I wanted to change that this week and fix my errors. Um, so it's, uh, I'm not crying. You're crying. Thank you for, uh, delving into episode, uh, 12 with us last week. And, uh, it's, we got really hurt teen here in episode 13 (laughs) and we hope, uh, well, specifically I did, uh, it's going to be a hootie. I don't know. The teens are going to be weird, okay? Uh, Hootie Who from Harkos, as we try not to get Hurt Teen in episode 14. <laughs> I know I used Hurt Teen twice, but I'm very scared of being this squishy. <laughs> so this this week, um, this is, this is a song about uh, Trevor's backstory to an extent. 
<clears throat> so it starts out the first the first little bit is going to be like an ad for Trevor's store, and then the the next bits are about Trevor's life. Uh, there going forward. Anyway, <clears throat> in the style of a Christmas song. By yourself, this lovely little flower pot. <laughs> Doesn't it look swell? Or if you don't see what you want, I craft as well. <laughs> I can make just about anything you want. Your desires are my brand. No matter what it is, nothing's gonna be too planned. I'm so sorry, sir, I don't do weapons, only terracotta, that's my rule. Sorry, I can't be of more use to you, but, sir, I refuse to make that tool. They came back and beat me and burned my store down. <laughs> Left me there for dead. Too bad they didn't know I made it out somehow. And now I have a new purpose and a friend who's an owl. Now, hang on, hang on. This is the, this is the nice little bit. Trevor Ironjaw is who I always was, but now there's more than just the name. I will find those men and I will make them pay someday. Because <laughs> Trevor's still here, and now he's got fire powers. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Bitch! <laughs> it was very. It was. It was sad, but it was sweet. It was. It was very nice. It was. It was like the Sour Patch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. No, it's okay. Group hug, everybody. Group hug from from miles away. It's a group hug. Someone touched my butt. It was me. And me. I, th oh, I think it was. Crap. I think it was Dale from Arkansas. <laughs> Maybe. Thanks, Dale. Bye. Bye. Well, that was this week's lesson, and if you hadn't chanted through the entire thing, maybe you would understand your place in this world, you dirt. Now untie me from this pyre. Wait, where are you all going? Come back here! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 